that. We're free! And my beautiful Celie's a dugong now. I'm sending you a picture. She's just so gorgeous and refined. Order. There are some messed up things hiding behind walls, by the way. Don't open them. You'll see a dragon. And not the nice, cute ones like Fettuccini. Thank goodness for Luca and Jirachi. I never would have survived the battle without them. Mason and the professor, they're getting the Miss Congeniality Award. But it looks like they're getting color back in their face for the first time in years. I'm going to go raid this tomb now, because nothing bad can ever happen again now. <gasps> Is that a treasure goblin hiding behind that pillar? Hello, everyone. We are back. Howdy. Oh, my goodness. So much happened last time. So much. <laughs> like, it's a new world. It's a new pearl. It's a new mission. It's a new Sealy. <sighs> what a beautiful, blubbery babe. <laughs> a babe in a cave. Shall we hop in where we left off? Totally. All right. Well, we are back in the altar room of the Tomb of Sorrows, where you are clutching the newly evolved form of Celie in this tight embrace. The frosty ice crystals that had formed on her body are melting away as you hug her, and the glow of the runes on the walls and the odd keystone fades as the room becomes dark again once more, but is quickly lit back up again by the golden glow of Jirachi. You see them over near Professor Nichols and Mason, who have both fallen to the ground, and Luca bursts through the shadows, rushing over to help tend to them. What are you doing? Silly? Ordored. You beautiful babe! Ordored! Wow, look at you! Look at your fins! Oh my goodness, you're so strong! Ordored! Wow, how do you feel? Ordored! She straightens out her little beret and scarf. Wow, they still fit. Wow, they were definitely oversized. Seely has evolved into a dugong, and she is loving it. She's she a is beaut. fabulous. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited, so proud. But you have Seely in this embrace, and there's this golden glow around Jirachi as Luca and Jirachi are, you know, tending to Professor Nichols and Mason, uh, kind of helping them get up. It seems as though with all of what just happened and, you know, the spirit tomb's possession leaving their body, whatever that weird red eye and the tentacles were, all of that uh, nasty business, it has left them. And it seems like that was an ordeal. So they are in the process of recovering in this moment. Seely? Order. We're definitely having nightmares tonight. Order. All right, fresh baked cookies, medic! <laughs> and she runs to go help her friends. Great, you go rush over there and you help as well. And this as is just like the first time we met. Cop, throw some popsicles down your throat. <laughs> How's this feel? Is this better? Is this better? And she's just, you know. They're in the process of coming too. Would you like to make a medicine check? Yeah. It's a 13. A 13, you are helping them come to. You're not, you know, performing surgery or anything. But it it's a surgery of the heart. That is... Surgery of friendship. Certainly true. Thank you. <laughs> but they are in the process of waking up as Professor Nichols is coming to. He says, oh, is, is it done? Is it done? Yes. The dark deed is done. And look at <laughs> and you are showing off Celia as you all are in this sort of, you know, uh, golden bubble of light. Aw, I like that. Jirachi, thanks for all your help. Of course, we, we had to do it all together. That was the only way. Also, 
the eyeball inside your stomach, I'm not gonna lie, is kind of horrifying. <laughs> Do you hear that at night when you're asleep? Oh, the eye? Yeah! How's that work? I mean, I am, I'm always sort of aware that it's there. It's part of me. Big fan still. Sealy. Odor. Let me touch your stomach. Odor. Okay, no eyeball. She like puts her hand on her tummy. <laughs> You've got your hand on Sealy's tummy. And as this is happening, you hear a sound of paw prints. <gasps> and emerging from the shadows. Everyone, duck and cover! There is a slender canine figure. Oh, black, shoot! With a blood red snout and long curved bone-like horns emerging from its head and smoky, shadowy wisps coming from its mouth. This devilish hound leaps! Ah! And then it starts licking Luca's face and barking happily. Omen evolved too! Oh! (laughs) Whoa! Luca, you got trained Omen to not do stuff like that! (laughs) Whoa! Look at this scary monster! He's like, oh, oh, hey, buddy. Oh, and the just, just big dog is just licking him all over his Aww, face. Oh, this is literally a good cake for us, guys. Anybody else think so? Amongst all the horrors? <laughs> An impending doom? So let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's wow, see what Seely got it. on the Evo and what Omen got. A new body. Seely got a whole new body. Cool. So she got like some new moves, new HP, new stats. Mm, I see. And what what would some of those be? Like, what what moves has she got now? I know that obviously uh, she had new moves available. Oh, she's a bug move. Okay. Isn't that weird? A little bit. What bug move is it? She can do signal beam now. Okay, she's got signal beam. What else? Did she pick up any other other things? Obviously, she's got surf and blizzard, her powerful, powerful blizzard. She can do ice shard now. And what are her new ability scores as she got uh, those upgrades on the level up as well? All 20s. Well, I don't know that that's necessarily Every true. single one of them. 16 strength, 18 dex, 18 con, 6 intelligence. <laughs> 10 wisdom, 10 cha. Very nice, very Nobody nice. Paid t- she is smart. Come on now. Ah. <laughs> And then she also... She also is adorable, has a whole brand new body, is so freaking cute. She's so refined, so elegant. And also her loyalty has gone up. That is my fave about it. Plus three, where we always knew it should be. She is now officially maxed out on the loyalty. Holla. You love to see it. My ice queen. And then Omen is now up to level seven, is now a Houndoom, obviously. Scary, dude. <laughs> Still rocking Ember and Biting Smog, but now also has Thunderfang, got that 87 HP. And the main upgrades are cons up to 18, and Dex is all the way up to 20. That's impressive. So this is a, a good dog. This is a very good dog. But with that, you guys are still here in the tomb. What do you want to do? It is quiet now. The ghosts are gone. Well, guys, um, anybody else want to get out of this space? <laughs> yes, that that would be really ideal. Yes. We're on the move. <laughs> and we're going to go back the way we came. Great. You are going back the way you came, leaving the keystone upon the altar. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. touching it. 
It Jirachi, is... stop touching it. Get over here. No longer your burden to carry. Yeah, that feels good. Do Mason and the professor look better in some ways? I mean, I know they got roughed up. But... They look roughed up, but way less, you know, gaunt and pale and overall haunted and possessed looking. Yes, way less. Cool. It doesn't seem like it kind of just burns them to be in the presence of Jirachi anymore, so. Progress. Guys, don't look back, okay? You might turn into a pillar of salt. Mason says, wasn't planning on it. Okay, good call. Good call. Mason also, just as you guys are walking, says, hey, I'm really sorry. I know I I had some moments back there where I was not in control of what I was doing or what I was telling my Pokemon to do. I'm really sorry about that. Totally okay, Mason. No worries. There are moments where I, my Pokemon didn't do so hot. So we all have our moments, but I know it totally wasn't you. I'm just glad you're okay. You look better. Oh, I feel a lot better. Good. That's awesome. I think he's also taken a second to bring Yamask out of the Pokeball <gasps> and has like yeah. healed Yamask from, you know, being fainted and all that. We did it, Yamask. Yeah. Big hug. Ghost hugs. They can happen. Ghost hug. The mask is still technically crying, but it looks like a happy tear coming from Yamask's Aww. big red eye this time. So, guys, um, anybody up for a little exploration before we go? Or do you think that's not smart, Professor? Uh, Should we just go? I think you could certainly explore if you would like. We may stay more toward the front. I uh, That definitely took it out of me a little bit, but... um. Yeah, we we could stay in the in the front sort of main chamber if you wanted to look around in the rest and see what you can find. Cool, Luki, you want to do a speed chase through this cave with me? Yeah, speed run, love it. Speed run, and she whips out Coco, lights him up, and then it's like the um tunnel app game, like uh where the monkeys chase you and you got to turn right, swipe right, swipe left, <laughs> get the gems. <laughs> What's that called? Temple run. Temple run. We're going to do a temple run of this. Great. You guys do, do temple do, run. Do, 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 We're out of the gate. Ah! Jirachi says, uh, I'll stay up front with them, and you explore for a little bit. Okay, Jirachi. Great job. You too. Man, Luca, anybody else freaked out about the eyeball? I mean, it seems like it was a good sort of all-seeing eye scenario. I so. just think if you had an eyeball in your stomach, sure. don't you think you should warn someone? You know, saying like, hey, I'm like the epicness, bubbliness, sunshine extreme of life. Uh, there just is another voice inside of me with an eyeball. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, if you're a deity of some sort who's, you know, many millennia old, maybe even timeless. Uh, maybe it's just, like, not on the top of your priority maybe list. Maybe just skips the radar. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh, look at Jem! <laughs> As we run. Okay, so when you all went into sort of the uh, the altar room, as we call it. Boom, uh, boom, 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 boom. That was down the middle hall. So there is now the left or the right hall to go down if you want to take a little bit of time to explore. What do you want to do? Lucas, should we split up? Uh, take a time. I mean, we we could. I just don't know how long or how far any of these go. Ah, uh, that's a good point. All right, to the right. All right, you all head over to the right first. Doom, doom, doom. Monkeys are following us. As you all are making your way down the right tunnel hallway business, uh, go ahead and just give me a perception check. 19. 19. Wowza. Okay, nice. Not a natural 19. Right, right, right. Total, but still. As you go down the right hallway, 
It does not seem like this is actually a tomb. You're going down the right hallway, and it seems as though this is like a place where people lived and worked more so. There was that main tunnel, which did seem very ceremonial, but as you all have gone down this right hallway, there are less of those sort of runes and carvings along the walls. And as you're going along, you see with your 19, there are different splits off in the hallways and things like that. You see stuff like a library, a kitchen, what looks like uh, some sort of lab, storage rooms, uh, some sort of like smithy. It seems like there's some sort of, you know, ventilation that, you know, leads from there out of this mountain. And so uh, you're, you're looking around and it seems like this is like less of a tomb and more so like some sort of fortress or hideout or base or, you know. Living commune like El Dorado Canyon just for me and Jonah. Okay, um, what level of technology are these things? It is still very ancient. Okay, yeah. great. So when we're saying like a bathroom, we mean a hole. Got it. <laughs> Got a uh, lot of clay. It is still all underground and it is all still stone. You see that there are many like sconces in the walls where there'd be spaces for like torches and things like that. There are like delicate, crumbly old torches still in some of the sconces on the walls where they would be lit up if people were, you know, down here working or anything like that. Uh, And it does seem like it has been a long, long time since, you know, anything has been, you know, really done in here uh, since anybody has really, you know, inhabited this space. Are there any of the places that you want to try to check out in more detail in this right hallway? The bedrooms. There are not bedrooms on this side. Oh, oh, okay. I think we're good then. It's just like kitchen and living commune. There is what seems to be some sort of like library. Oh, oh, always go to the library. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We're going to the library. <laughs> yeah, to, to refresh, there is like a library, what looks like some sort of kitchen, and then separate from that, some sort of like lab space. Ooh, okay. Where there okay. was some sort of, you know, technology or something or other being worked on their tubes and vials and things. Uh, there is like a smithy and then just what look like What's storage rooms. Like a blacksmith. Ah, Luca, you take the lab, I'll take the library. He says, all right. I love the books. All right, so you head over to this library, and it does seem like it is not, you know, uh, you know, many leather-bound books and smells of rich mahogany or anything <laughs> like that. But as you enter this space, it does seem more so just like where the collection of knowledge of this place would be kept. You know, there are shelves with various books and tomes and scrolls and things and some tables and, you know, a base amount of seating and things like that. But uh, how would you like to go about looking through this this space? I want to check for any secret books or any secret cubby holes. Okay, go ahead and make an investigation check. Okay. Natural 20. Come at me. I am so excited. Ooh. Um, Celie and Pearl put on some rubber gloves and she goes, poke apology style. (laughs) We're sleuthing. We're cluing. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Secret cubbies. As you are looking through all of these shelves and things with your natural 20, you 
find a fair amount of books that are just like completely ruined, lost to time, you know, whatever the case may be. You know, the, they are tattered. The pages just seem to, you know, rip and crinkle away as you touch them. The text is faded, the ink runny. A lot of them are, are you know, completely just unreadable. However, you do manage to find, we'll say five books that are in more of a readable condition. However, as you open them up and look inside them, they do not seem to be written in today's language. Not, you know, air quote, common, right? Right. But it is more of this uh, similar sort of script that you've seen in a lot of these runes and things. But they do seem to be, you know, still intact. Uh, You handle them very carefully and uh, you can do with those what you will. But you find five of those. I don't really want to take anything from this place. Uh Uh-huh. So maybe she'll just take some pictures on her phone? Yeah, you can do that. Is that okay? Yeah, if you want to. Up to you. I don't want to take anything from this place because, I mean, we all know how that went. (laughs) I think that definitely freaks her out. Like, the idea of taking something freaks her out. That is understandable. I will say that as you are walking around through this place, the, like, intense, oppressive energy seems to be lifted. I do understand the paranoia, though. You can definitely take enough pictures of the pages of these books to be able to decipher sort of what the contents may be if you hand them over to somebody who could read that language. And then, you know, if you needed to go back, you know where they are. Okay. You know, if you ever decided that you wanted to learn more about what was in one of these tomes. You also find amongst the ruined books and things what looks like a bookmark in one of these. Secret tunnel! (laughs) But you actually find the item a spell tag. Ooh, what's that do? A spell tag lets the holder add proficiency bonus to damage from ghost type moves. Oh, wow, see, this looks like it's got Luca written all over it. Or, or. <laughs> and the final thing that you find with your natural 20, again, tucked in one of these uh, five tomes that you are looking through, you're flipping through the pages, but you do see what looks to be a map. Oh! The writing on it seems to also be this same ancient language, whatever it may be, and it does depict, uh, it looks like a treasure map. Of this building? Not of this building. Darn it! No. It seems as though... I'll give you... With with your natural 20, it seems as though it is something that was being kept here as a record in this map. Uh, it looks like it is for some sort of relic. It seems to lead to this... Not an orb, but it almost looks like a large sort of like mineral chunk or some sort of gem or something or other. It's a strange geometric shape that doesn't seem to be quite even. And it's got this sickly yellow color to it. And you're not sure if that's actually the color that it's supposed to be, or maybe that's just the way that the, the inks have faded with time. But it is this sort of geometrical looking hunk of something or other that it seems to be leading to. I, Sarah, would burn the map. Right. Take a picture and burn it. Sure. Pearl is horrified of setting something on fire in that way. That is fair as well. Thank you, Smokey. Ursary. Could one of my Pokemon eat it and keep it in their belly? (laughs) (laughs) 
It's up to you. Whatever you want to do with this information, it is up to you. My friends literally became ghost slugs because they took something from this place. Yes. So that's an issue. Sure. I definitely take a picture of it on the phone. Yeah. All right, Sealy, we should try to hide this. Oh, no. Okay. How well do they hide it? <sighs> should I roll? Sure. Okay. This is going to come bite me back in the butt five years from now. Oh, my gosh. Nasty. We found the map. <laughs> what? Do I get a bonus or anything? You rolled investigation to find it. So I think use your intelligence roll with advantage oh. to find, like, what is the best place to hide this in okay. this place? Fifteen. Fifteen? Not too shabby. Pretty middle of the road there. Unsuccess. You tuck it away amidst the piles of ruined books and things. There, and we sweep some dust on top of it. Is that where you're putting all five of the books that you found? No. We'll put all five of the books back safely, but the map is... The map specifically you've put in the, in the pile. Hidden, yeah. Cool. Well, whatever that is, I hear a monkey. Let's run. <laughs> wow, Seely, when you run, you're so glorious. As she just... <laughs> Flops along the floor, much longer than she was before. <laughs> she kind of is just perpetually doing the worm down the hallway. Come on, Coco, keep up. Raichu! Raichu is actually not having the toughest time is keeping he up. pretty fast Because he just floats. Yeah, I had a, the minute I said it, I was like, oh, wow, this is such a different crew. I love them so much. He's kind of just like just ripping Aww. these sick airwaves on his hoverboard. I love it. This is cool. Wow, I'm the slowpoke. You guys are definitely <laughs> pulling ahead. Hold on! Um, okay, we go to the lab. Hi, Luca, you ready? Uh, uh, yeah. He's got his flashlight out, and also Omen is just sort of, like, letting loose just a perpetual low amount of flame to, uh, illuminate the space as well. So teen. Okay, cool! Next spot! I'm trying to get back so that I can spend some QT with Jirachi. Sure, sure. Did you look in the, like, lab at all to see what, what that was? Or were you just like, hey, Luca, what's up? Bye! That's, that's Luca's job, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I take a second to, in the door frame so I can see it and you can describe it to the listeners. Sure. As you take a second, as you peek into the door frame, uh, it definitely seems like like this has a very wizardly vibe to it. Wizard! Some sort of dark sorcery happening here. Uh, you see various vials and tubes and things and uh, uh, very old, dried up, what look like alchemical ingredients and things like that. You know, scrolls of parchment and uh, other things of that nature. And... Luca does not seem to have found anything really of worth in this room, but he just kind of gave it a once over. You know, I think he probably got distracted by like, what did these old potions and things do? Like, what is this? It's very odd. I wasn't expecting this at all. And you leave that space. Okay. Still down the right hallway, you can check it or you can chuck it. Uh, there's like a kitchen, there's a smithy, and there's just storage. All right, we got to look at the smithy. Luca, you take storage. Okay. You go to check out the smithy. Uh, as you approach, it seems like like straight up, it's very Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy, medieval, blacksmith sort of setup. And Whoa. obviously it is completely underground. You see that there are some ventilation shafts and things in this room. Solely for the amount of smoke that would be, you know, happening from this, you see the large furnace and, you know, all of the different tools and implements and things as you are in here. Well, Seeley, this is definitely above our pay grade. Or, or. Aramis for the Nords, you're right. <laughs> 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 
Do you want to look around this room anymore? Checking it out, or do you want to go ahead and go? Let me find some cash. Let's see what we can find. <laughs> go ahead and roll an investigation check. Ah, oh, wasn't that good? What'd you get? I got a seven. A seven? Seven coins for poor little measly 10-year-old. Thank you, sir. My afternoon. With the seven, I think that there's still just one thing that is pretty obvious to you in this space. Maybe not whatever you would have gotten with a higher roll, but there is one thing uh, that is still very obvious to you. And that is, as you are looking around, obviously there are some things that would jump out to you with this being a smithy, you know, all the different tools and implements and things. And whatever the last thing was that was being worked on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as I mean, it that's is, how it's set up. That yeah, makes sense. As it's in a pretty obvious place. I will say, again, with your investigations and perceptions thus far, it doesn't seem like things were, like, neatly put away. Ooh, that doesn't give me good vibes. <laughs> but you see that, like, on the table, whatever the last thing was that was being worked on uh, appears to be another item, a metal coat. Metal coat, the highest newish fashion. You'll lose weight instantly. As you are looking at this metal coat, uh, it is not like a, a jacket, but it is more so that this is something that seems almost like a, a piece of armor, almost, but it looks less human-shaped and more Pokemon-shaped. Go ahead and make an intelligence check. Ha! Three. Three. It's for a Pokemon. Well, we don't have that one. She leaves it. She goes to Luca. At the storage closet. You go to Luca, and he's not quite at the uh, storage area. He says, hey, wait, what? Uh, what? Were you wandering? No, I wasn't wandering. I mean, I was, I guess I was wandering. I was what looking. What were you doing? Focus. We only have a short amount of time in here. It seems like there's a lot of something that way. You see, with your passive perception, it looks like there's a lot of, like, little eggs and things over towards storage. They look very, like, insectoid. Ew, no. Ew, 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 like larva? Are we dealing with larva? It looks like there's, you know, little I eggs. I mean, guys, I'm really a guessing type of person, true and true, but larva? Gross. In the light of coconut, you actually see a uh, familiar sort of shape skittering along the walls. You see a little spinner act. Cow-pow? The one that evolves into Aridos, the yeah. red one. You don't see any Joltik or Galvantula anywhere, but you do see like a small reddish purplish one skittering along the floor. This seems to be small and just out of its sort of larval stages. Ew, he said it! <laughs> confirmed! We got confirmed larva on this show. <laughs> Sorry. He says, yeah, so um, I don't really feel like going further in there unless you just really are, really are feeling like doing that. I think, I think I'm good. Ew, it looks really gross, but I kind of want to. <laughs> what if they're all hiding on, on top of a coin of treasure? Yeah. Like they're just sitting on piles and piles of coins. That could be. Did you get a good look? No, because I saw that it just looked like there were more and more eggs and things that way, and I heard skittering and crawling all and right, so... All right, all right, enough, enough. Children might listen to this. We out, we out. <laughs> also, um, there really wasn't anything at the Smithers. Oh, really? Yeah, but you can look if you want to. Uh, he, like, goes back by there uh, as you all are heading out, and he's like, Oh, no, this is, this is nice. This is good. Oh, cool. You can take it. 
I actually think that you should take it, Pearl. Really? I don't want to take anything from this place if I don't have to. Right, but this could be for Dwayne. <gasps> okay, okay. He would like a Christmas gift. Here, this is for you. She gives him the spell tag. Oh, cool. Thanks. Cool. All right, we got to go before these larvae eat us alive. Yeah, nope. Cool. Great. And you don't go toward the storage area in the oh, awful Oh, but that makes zone. me want to go. <laughs> okay, okay. How stupid would it be if I turn around and just charge straight forward into it? You do what you want. Coco? Pretzel? If you zoom ahead, tell me what's over there by the storage unit. Would you do that? Pretzel? Just in case there's like a big gem or like a really beautiful, beautiful hidden treasure or, or, and she just begins to describe beautiful secret hidden treasures to him. <laughs> and jewels and rubies and the corsage and the coronets and the gold and just zoom in there really sneakily under the radar. Take a look for me. Come back. And you're on the air. You don't have to crack the eggshells that open up all the little spiders. Think rubies, thanks gems, thanks pearl, think go! And she gives him a little boom push. If you're telling him to sneak. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Go ahead. Come and on, roll. he once lived in drain pipes. Roll a stealth check for old Coco as he goes full uh, Indiana Jones, sort of Tomb Raider, <laughs> treasure hunter, sneaking through tunnels, whatever he finds. It's something on an altar. He has a bag of sand. He pulls the one thing off of the altar, replaces it with a bag of sand. Yeah. Okay, 16. 16. We're really going to do temple chase in about a second. Temple <laughs> run is actually going to happen. And it's going to be these little electro spiders. Pearl is kind of closest behind him. You are following kind of close behind Coconut. In order for Coconut to sneak, he has to turn out his lights. Darn it. Okay. As he turns out his lights, uh, I think that you both are there for a moment, uh, waiting for your eyes to adjust. Uh, and you are sort of just like feeling your way along just a little bit after him, just your curiosity taking over. <laughs> As you are making your way down the hallway, Coconut is, you know, silently gliding along. He is not making a peep. I'll stop at a point, you know? Yeah, you stop yeah. at a point. You are making your way down this hallway, and as you stop, there is just the slightest as you step into one of these, like, eggshells or something. It doesn't seem like you open it, but it seems like you step on one that's maybe already been opened, and you hear the slightest sound of, like, a thud ahead of you. Very quickly, Coconut's light pops back on and he is zooming down the hallway towards you, followed by a big bad spider and an awful millipede-like creature. Roll initiative. No! <laughs> it's real Temple Run! Coconut! Did you get any gems? <laughs> they rolled a 17. Darn it! Coconut only rolled a three for initiative. So four. Go ahead and uh, roll for Luca as well. 16. 16, okay. With initiative rolled, our order is going to be Luca, and then the two big bad bugs, and then Coconut. Ooh, curiosity. 
curiosity got the pearl. Not surprised. Anybody else been listening to this podcast? <laughs> so, as Omen is first up in the initiative order, what's he gonna do? We're gonna use Firefang. Okay, so such a cool name. You are going to activate one of Luca's commander abilities. Commander. Yes, his trainer path. And so even though Firefang is of the next move tier up that Omen could learn once per day, he can go to use that move. Cool. So go ahead and uh, do you want Omen to use Firefang on the uh, millipede looking Pokemon or on the spider? The spider you recognize as an Ariados. You've encountered one of these before with Gal Pal. But the other one is new as it skitters along the wall with its long, awful body. He'll do whatever, whichever one's closest. Cool, so go ahead and roll to hit with that fire fang. Six. Totally nailed it. Ah. Great use of fire fang. Thank you, guys. Put it one down for the books. I don't know what I get plus. Even with a plus eight, total of 14 does not oh, hit. totally crit, man. <laughs> 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 oh, wow. Really cool trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he says, Omen, use Firefang. And Omen does like, Omen's a big puppy still. Aww, I love that. <laughs> so he just gets very excited and like goes <laughs> with the Firefang, which is something different than what he normally does. And uh, the Got big bad seven. bug just sort of like. <laughs> <gasps> Bit the big black bear? Make the big black bear play blue black blood? Okay. Okay. Okay, theater warm-ups. Sorry. You set me up for it. Ah. Slam dunk. Okay, this is getting scary. My turn? <laughs> uh, no, it's then the big Darn bad bug's it. turn. <laughs> I think the part of the long bug dodging the fire fang is actually, like, it takes its long body and curls it up into, like, a, a sphere almost as it starts to roll along the walls oh, of the floor. Cool, actually. And it uses rollout. That is an 18 to hit Omen, which will. Uh, a low roll, though, as that's only going to be five double to ten points of rock damage. Too bad that Firefang missed. <laughs> dang. A nice, a nice upper tier super effective move. Aw, oh, dang, that, that <laughs> hurts my soul. <laughs> so sorry, listeners. It is then the Big Bad Spider's turn, uh, which is going to, uh, slinking along the shadows of the ceiling and the wall, use a bonus action, Shadow Sneak, and then is going to use Poison Sting. That's a 21 to hit with the Shadow Sneak. Ouchie. As Coconut takes. Two points of ghost damage, and then it goes to hit with that Poison Sting. That was only an 11, though. Mm. So that will miss. As this spider leaps through the shadows and lunges at Coconut, and he just... Gets mostly out of the way. It is your turn. While he dodges out of the way, Coconut, it's gonna be okay. You're psychic. We've seen this guy before. 12. Total? Yeah. Oh boy. It was a very roll, low roll. Yeah, total of 12. You guys are uh, mostly trying out. to run away yeah. uh, and then just sort of attacking as you are running. Yeah. But as you all are running, uh, Coconut shoots off these, you know, psychic waves of energy toward the spider, uh, which is just like ducking in and out of the shadows and very unpleasant. Uh, but then we're back up to the top and it's Luca's turn. Oh, could I uh, have done a bonus action of scanning the other one? Oh, absolutely. Great. You scan this long bug with your Pokedex and it says, Scolipede, the Megapede Pokemon. 
With quick movements, it chases down its foes, attacking relentlessly with its horns until it prevails. It uses the claws near its neck to dig into its opponents and poison them. Wow, that is a terrible description. Ah, this thing is so scary! Oh! Oh, this might be a little scarier than Lurker. Lurker takes some lessons from Scolopede. Oh my gosh, I... Pearl is struggling. <laughs> that was your bonus action. And then that takes us back up to the top with Luca. Great. Luca, I'm sorry. It's fine. As he's running. Ember. All right, using Ember on Scolopede or Ariados? Ah, uh, Scolo. On Scolopede, go ahead and roll to hit. Natural 20. Natural 20, critical Ember. Nice. There you go, our sweet doggo. Making up for the fact that yeah. that big fire fang did miss, Omen actually like circles around and plants his paws and he gets this ember ready and then unleashes this huge bout of flame at the scolopede. Okay, rolled a 10. Oh, on the D12? Yeah. Nice. So 20 plus, so that's doubled 20, plus seven, 27. 27. Doubled because it's super effective. Oh, hallelujah, Omen, my butt. 54 points as this flamethrower <laughs> erupts from the mouth of the Houndoom. It's almost like he was just like, let me do what I know. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm good at what I got. I, I'm good at what I have. Let me do that. And with that critical hit, the Scolopede is also burned. Yes, that's what I was thinking would happen. Cool. Nice. Wow, that was really fun. Yeah. Okay, cool. Hey, well, we made works. up for it. <laughs> that then brings us to the Big Bad Bug's turn as the Scolopede, after taking that very, very big hit, is going to go to continue its rollout attacks. It does miss with a 14 as it just goes wide with the rollout. Swing and a miss. Mm -hmm. And then it takes four points of damage from the burn. As with that one big hit, the Scolopede looks very bad. Okay, wow, okay, wow. This is a very fun fight, actually. <laughs> uh, that is the Scolopede's turn. It is then the Ariados' turn, as it's going to use Shadow Sneak, but then is going to come in with its Fell Stinger. So the bonus action Shadow Sneak is a 19, as Coconut takes three points of ghost damage. Ooh, these guys are powerful. And then, with its awful purple stinger on the back of its body, that is a 19 total once mm. again, as Coconut takes 10 points of bug damage. Aw, poor guy. He's vulnerable. He is vulnerable. So he takes 20 points of bug damage. Why did I remind you? <laughs> <laughs> He's dual psychic type now, as a big, big spider stinger comes around and gets him. Uh, it is then your turn. Coconut? Well, there's a, gotta be a gem on the other side of this. Psychic! Roll to hit. 16. 16 hits the spider. Great. That's what I need. Making some progress. Yes, yes, it does hit. 23 points of damage. 23 doubled to 46 points yes. of super effective <laughs> psychic damage. Woo! <laughs> Wow, we were actually really well typed for this fight without knowing. <laughs> very, very nice. With a couple of big, big hits, the bugs are very quickly realizing that they might have put themselves in a, not the best situation. Do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? We'll do a quick attack. 22. 22 hits. 
It's just two points of damage. Two points of normal damage. Ah, let that paper cut sting, baby. <laughs> That is totally the equivalent of a paper cut. (laughs) Coconut unleashes this awful torrent of psychic energy and then just comes up and slaps that bug. (laughs) That is your turn. Back up to Luca with Houndoom. And you said this Scoliopede is looking rough, huh? Scoliopede? Yeah, not Scoliopede. It doesn't have scoliosis. (laughs) Like me, huh? Oh, shout out to Critical Ditto with Scoliopede. But no... (laughs) Uh, the scolipede, what now? What about it? It's looking rough. <laughs> yes. I want Luca to try to catch it. Okay, you want him to try to catch it? Just for the heck of it. Okay. I mean, Luca with this thing could be the most amazing, horrifying love story I've ever heard of. Okay, so Luca's going to throw a great ball at it. Okay, great. Why the heck not? Why not? Why not, you Take know? Take a crazy chance. Why not do a crazy dance? Uh, he's going to have advantage because it is burned. Yes! Catch that mama bug! This scoliopede makes me think about, like, Timon and Pumbaa. It's like the equivalent of the bugs they eat. Imagine Timon and Pumbaa and a scoliopede. Okay, so Luca throws this great ball uh, at this big bad bug, this scolipede. And as he does, uh, with advantage, he rolled a 14, so not the best. So plus five from the great ball, 19, uh, and then plus 11 as he does Whoa. have expertise in pokey handling from his uh, prodigy feet. So a total of 30, he throws this great ball, which uh, the scolipede gets sucked up into, and it falls to the ground for a moment. It shakes once, it shakes twice, it shakes one more time, and then barely bursts out. Oh, whoa, toughy. And continues, uh, it is no longer rolling along as it uh, broke its streak of its rollout, but it is now skittering on all of its many and terrible legs Mm. once more. Luca, you want to live with that thing? Well, I'm going to give it one more shot. I figure, you know, putting it away might be better than uh, continuing to get chased down the hallway. It is beautiful. So he's going to try one more time on his next turn just to see what happens. Cool. Here's crossing our fingers, folks. Since you have uh, initiated that for him, I love it. But that is his turn. It is then the Scolipede's turn, who is going to run forth and try to hit Omen with a Venoshock. That's a natural 18. 27 to hit. Hits. That is going to be 17, but because it is burned, its attacks deal half damage. Uh, So it is going to only deal nine points of poison damage to Omen. Nice. You can survive that. Oh, yeah. And then also it takes four more points of damage from its burn at the end of its turn. That's why burn rocks. That is its turn. It is then the Ariodos' turn. Ariados is going to use a bonus action shadow sneak once again. That is a 9 plus 4, 13. I don't think hits coconut, correct? No, we're so strong now. And then as its action, that is only a 12 uh, as it unleashes an infestation in coconut's direction. You see all of these tiny, tiny spiders crawling forth. No, no, no. Pearl starts swatting them <laughs> with a badminton racket. <laughs> she pulls from behind her back. Coconut does the same. No. As oh wow, we should, we should get we should play doubles more often. What's <laughs> you? He's got a badminton racket and he's just you know swiping away at him. The infestation does not land. Yes. Your turn. That was the scariest move I've ever heard in my life. Psychic and uh, quick. Ah, oh, man. Okay. Uh, 13 for the quick. 13 misses. 
14 plus 8 for Psychic. That will hit. Roll your Psychic damage. Oh. 15 points of damage. 15 doubled to 30 Woo-woo! points of damage. As this thing looks like it's hanging on by, I don't know, maybe one hit point. Darn quick attack. <laughs> <laughs> the spider is still uh, in pursuit, but it is definitely uh, struggling as, you know, its big legs are... Uh, losing balance as it crawls along. Then we're back up at the top with Luca, who's going to try one more time to catch this scolipede. Uh, he's going to throw a dusk ball. Let's see what happens. Wasn't planning on it, but since you said he tries, I'll, I'll, I'll let him do one more to give it yeah. a go. Oh, now there we go. That's a 17 plus 10 because it's dark plus 11. So uh, 38 this time. As Luca throws this dusk ball at the scolipede, which is, you know, regained its composure and is now, you know, striking out with these fierce claws and fangs. Uh, he throws this dusk ball as the scolipede gets sucked up into this one once more as it falls to the ground. It shakes once, it shakes twice, it shakes once more, and this time it clicks. Luca catches the scolipede. It's kind of like those, um, scolipede makes me think about those blow up couches you can bring to parks and stuff. Oh yeah. And they're all just air and then you sit down in them. (laughs) (laughs) We'll take Scolipede to a drive-in movie theater one day. Yeah. I don't know that it's carapace will be quite as soft, but you can give it a try. (laughs) Uh, Lay on your back for three hours. (laughs) It would then be Scolipede's turn, but it's in a Pokeball now. Yay! Uh, and so it is then the Ariados' turn. The Ariados did not like that, and it is going to try to use one more Shadow Sneak and Fell Stinger combo attack. Shadow Sneak is a 14, and Fell Stinger is a 13. So both miss as this spider is just like wobbling and <laughs> regretting its choices. <laughs> you know what? Good call, Luca. Pearl throws a Pokeball. Okay, go ahead and roll that animal handling. I know I never say it the same twice in a row. I don't care. It's animal handling. It's pokey handling. We're 55 oh episodes gosh. in. 18. Gotcha. With an 18, uh, you throw this Pokeball at it. Uh, the Ariados gets sucked up in it, and the ball falls to the ground in the tunnel. Uh, in this basic red and white Pokeball, it shakes once. It shakes twice. But then it does come I out. I knew it. Darn it. <laughs> All right, Luca, take it on out. <laughs> you done? You don't yeah, want another go? Yeah, never supposed to be with Gal Pal. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, do you want me to set you up? Or are you good? Set me up. I mean, do I, he can essentially, like, provide the help action if you, if you want him to, if you want to try it again. But, you know, whatever you want. Oh, sure. That's cool. Okay. Thanks, bud. Cool. So then uh, on his turn, he's going to say, go on, Omen, hold it down. And Omen, the Hound Doom, goes over and just with his big paws, like, you know, holds down this Ariados, uh, trying to set you up, essentially giving you advantage if you want to try to catch it again. Wow, nice. That's really cool. But I the, like that. Yeah, so the Ariados is going to uh, still take its turn really quick. So it tries to hit Omen with a, a fell stinger attack with disadvantage. Misses with the disadvantage, and that is uh, also going to miss with the shadow sneak, as this spider uh, did not notice the big dog come up from behind <laughs> uh, and is not able to hit. So it is your turn. Yeah. 22. You throw this Pokeball, which makes contact with the Ariados as it gets sucked up into it, and it falls, shaking once, shaking twice, 
shaking a third time, holding on. And then it does burst out. Ah, right, we're out of here. And then, can Coconut just do a quick attack? Yeah. (laughs) That was 24 to hit. Uh, yeah, no, 24 hits. Uh, it's almost like Coconut gets annoyed. Like, Pearl, focus! Like, Coconut's <laughs> like, I'm over this, okay, Mom? Um, four. Four points of damage. Coconut, uh, as the Ariados bursts out of the Pokeball. Oh, man! Weakly still just, you know, standing up, uh, getting its bearings. Coconut floats over to it and just, again, just slaps it. <laughs> You'll never be with Gal Pal. <laughs> <laughs> and the Ariados runs away as it is KO'd. All right. Well, Luca, the real gem all along was your new Spadakalock. What? Spachuni. Scolipede? Yeah. I think that's a dish somewhere in some European country. What's Europe? Boo-doo-doo. <laughs> <laughs> friends jonah here to say thank you for listening to this episode of postcards from pearl this is our last episode of 2020 and while it has been a tough year for everyone we are so thankful that we got to share it with you making this podcast has been one of the big highlights of the year for us and we hope that listening to it has brought you joy along the way as well here's to a better and brighter 2021 I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. This week, check out the New Year Who Dis set. For those of you looking for a fabulous way to roll into the new year, these are definitely the dice for you. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Junior and you want to give us a boost, please go to our page over on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It's a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Junior and you want to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with the necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. A huge shout out and thank you to our newest patron, Jackford, along with the kiddos, Mackie, Stassi, and Kippy. We are so thankful for you patrons. You really do help make it possible for us to keep the show running. And to celebrate the new year, we're going to be posting the next installment of Mordecai's Mailbox, our deep dive Q&A series, very soon. Sarah and I talked and answered your questions about the show. And for this one, we also brought in our good friends, Adam and Stu. If you want access to those special episodes and you'd also like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash Podcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Questco Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. 
We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag QuestCodeJunior or hashtag Postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. And if you have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. And speaking of fan art, we've gotten some more fabulous art sent to us since our last episode. Thank you to Fairy Tale Girl MB at Burgundy on Instagram for some amazing sketches of Pearl and Luca in the style of Hilda, which is one of our favorite cartoons. Also, thanks to Cool Trainer Gigi at Glad Iris T on Twitter for sending in some awesome art of Gigi from the Yawning Yanma. Also, thank you to David Parker Park Ranger at Hawk Edward Cosplay on Instagram, who mailed us a Sealy embossed in pewter. It's amazing. If you haven't seen all those things, go check out our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing them or on the fan art page of the website where we've got a gallery of all the art that people have sent us. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at PodiconGo.com. This week, we want to highlight the Captain Ryan Stories podcast. You'll hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Protodome for the song On the Origin of Species. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for Battle Team Rocket Grunt, Battle Wild Pokemon, Dark Cave, and The Road to Celestic. Thank you to Daniel Rand and Materia Collective for the songs Arcana Magic A and Moon and Scars. Thank you to Dark Fantasy Studio for the songs Deep Lands Part 2, The Edge of Nightmare, Monsters, and Underworld. Thanks to Will Rock for the song Champions Horizon. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com coming in clutch with those ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's get back to this extended loot drop. I mean, back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. Hi, we are Captain Ryan Stories, a kid's story podcast meant for bedtime, long car rides, or just to capture kids' attention. Come set sail with Captain Ryan, Brady, and Nora as they adventure to new places and learn life lessons along the way. We promise you'll love it. You can find us in all major podcast listening services, and you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Coconut, sorry. Rati. We do have to do more doubles, you're right. Rati. She gives him a hug. You do. Yeah, make sure he's okay. Give him some pets. Nice. Give him a cookie, too. So with that, do you want to go back into uh, the storage area now that... Uh, yeah, totally. I totally do. Cool. <laughs> 
you make your way back over there this time. Not stealthing, I assume, uh, since whatever big things were in here have now uh, left the space. As you are going in, you see all of the various exacts and things, and there are some little, like, spinnerack and vinipede around the place. Uh, they do not bother you, but you see these small bugs. <laughs> You could choose to just chuck a Pokeball at one and see what happens. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, uh, she looks underneath some of the shells for little coins, little rubies. Go ahead and uh, make an investigation check. I'm just hunting for that treasure, y'all. Don't blame me. <laughs> blame the game. 19. 19. No additional add-on. Oh, flat 19? That was a flat 19. Very nice. Very and it's nice. also going to stay a flat 19 because I don't have a plus anything for investigation. <laughs> With a 19, it seems as though this place is like obviously a, a storage area uh, with a bunch of various uh, crates and barrels and things. Uh, some of them have been knocked over and opened over time. Probably, you know, the contents eaten by these big bad bugs and things of that nature. But there are still some different boxes and crates that have not been opened. And you, with your handy dandy Ricky Jones crowbar. Yes, they're not my enemy anymore. Uh, have an easy enough time with your investigation. Uh, cracking some of them open and looking at what's inside. Cool. What's inside? In one of the crates, you find a few more. Uh, they're very dried and very old, but still viable for use. More of the sort of herbal uh, healing items. Nice. If you'd like to take any of those. And then you also, with your 19, find, go ahead and roll 2d6 for me. And then a d4. And give me the individual rolls. Five, two, three. Okay, so a five and a two on the D6s and a three on the D4? Yep. It's a shiny hidden away. Ah. I was just retroactively rolling to see about the um, uh, the scolipede and the uh, aria dose while you were thinking about it. So with your 19, as you crack open some of these, uh, you know, various crates and things, uh, in some of the larger crates is where you find these healing items. I definitely take some. Nice. You find two energy root, two heal powder, and one revival herb. You also find a couple of other fun little things. Wow. That was what was in sort of the large crates, what you could find that was salvageable. Uh, there was other stuff that has just been sort of ruined with time, but those are what you find that you could still use. You additionally, in some smaller cases, you find a couple of vitamins. Very old timey and not quite as well packaged as what is in sort of Misha's store, but you do find a Carbos and an Iron. Carbos increases a Pokemon's charisma by one. Iron increases its dex by one permanently. That is really cool. Ask Luca which one he wants. Oh, gosh. I mean, uh, I guess I'll take the uh, the iron if you don't want it. Are you sure you don't want it? No, you totally deserved it just as much as I do. All right, well, thanks. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll take the iron. That works. Which will increase one of his Pokemon's dexterity by one. I'm going to keep the healing stuff just because I have the healing capabilities. For sure. Yeah. Love that. And the last thing that you find is in a much smaller and nicer case than some of the rest of the stuff. This is on a bit of a higher shelf that you've kind of got to get Luca to sort of give you a little boost up to. 
but you find in this case, uh, it's in one of those, it's one of those cases where, uh, you know, you open it and it's, uh, almost like, you know, something that you would keep a ring in. It's bigger though, but it's that same kind of idea, but it's, uh, this large yellow and red and orange, uh, orb on the inside that seems to, you know, just constantly have, uh, what looks like this flame burning in it. As you open up this case, it is very warm to the touch. Uh, You have to uh, almost recoil as you take it out. What is this? It is... Is it a little baby Charizard? It is a flame orb. Ooh! That sounds really cool, guys, and I'm really glad we fought these spiders for that. While held, this orb inflicts the burn status on the Pokemon holding it at the end of every turn. Whoa! So contextually... That's amazing. That's not usually something that you would want to happen to your Pokemon, the one who was holding it, but there are certain Pokemon who have different abilities or can take feats or whatever the case may be where they can actually get benefits from or work around different status conditions, burn being one of them. And so sometimes uh, in a competitive setting, a flame orb is something that could actually be useful if you've got a Pokemon that could like have that help it, if that makes sense. I think that Luca explains this to you. uh, Luca, Luca, we don't have time. The monkeys are coming. No, but it's really interesting. Back in like the two Pokey 14 championships, like the flame orb was huge. (laughs) That's awesome. I really dig that. So it, uh, it's something that definitely has to be used strategically in order to help you. But That's really cool. Yeah. All right. We're running to the other side of this tunnel because we got stuff to do with Jirachi. I have a full day plan. <laughs> For your big day with Jirachi. Yeah. So you come out into, uh, you run back from this right hallway and all of the various treasures and shenanigans on that side. Definitely worth the fight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And you make your way over. Uh, you pass by the professor and Mason and Jirachi in the main tunnel. It's only been like maybe 20 minutes, Hi 25 guys. minutes. Hey. Watch uh, out for the larva. Oh, that does not sound pleasant at all. <laughs> you keep on running and you go down the left hallway. Hold on. <laughs> Mason, you want to come along? Um. Or are you I, just tired? I. You go ahead. Okay, Miss, you ready. <laughs> Jirachi continues to like float around with them, playing with Mason a little bit as you continue down the left tunnel. Left tunnel. There's one room. It's the grand ballroom. We do a dance. We do a sweet frolic, a tango, a foxtrot. We get a 10 rating by dancing with stars and then we're out. (laughs) Grab a quick handful of popcorn and then I'm out. The girl mentioned a check. You make your way down this left hallway, and as you are running along, you see that the living quarters that you expected to see somewhere on the right side is actually down on this left side. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, So as you are making your way along, uh, it is not sort of the different utility things, uh, you know, the library, smithy, all of those different kind of stuff, but it seems to be living quarters that are on this side of this hallway. This is so creepy, Luca. Yeah, no, it's it's really awful she and I hate jumping it. Jumping out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's very old. That's gonna make a concept. I love it. I was hoping for that. Ten. You feel it cracking underneath you, but it doesn't completely fall apart. <laughs> she hops off. Great. It would have if you'd kept jumping. Celie, get off the other one. <laughs> and as you make your way down the hallway, 
even though obviously it is still very old and decrepit, the rooms do seem to get uh, nicer as you continue making your way along. And it seems as though maybe the further along down the hallway you get, maybe it's for higher ranking whatevers of whatever the heck this is, right? You know, it seems more like basic bare bones stuff toward the front. And then as it goes further on, things seem a little bit more not fully grandiose, but, uh, you know, at least nicer until you get to the end of the hallway. And as you get to the end of the hallway, this does seem like a much larger and grander sort of space. Uh, You just barely open the door uh, as you enter and it is a large sort of living quarters it does seem to be a a suite of some sort that is more grandly decorated than any of the other spaces in here what are the colors it's decorated in the colors are a lot of deeper purples and blacks and you know dark blues and greens and things somewhat reminiscent of the colors of you know the spiritum and uh, the colors of you know the distortion world and things that you have seen uh, it does seem to be evoking that vibe so as you make your way into this uh you know larger suite uh what would you like to do Oh, just, you know, checking anything interesting, any moo-moo milk, you know, tipping stuff down, checking to see if there's any loose pennies. <laughs> Go ahead and make another investigation check. With advantage, Luke is helping you. Twelve. Again, this is a space that is very old, and even though a lot of the decorations are, you know, pretty grand, they have also faded with time, but are, you know, not as grand as they once were. Many of the colors are faded. Different draperies and things have fallen down. But as you are looking around, you note that there is a chest at the end of a large bed. Ooh, want to open that? You try to open it. It does seem to be locked. Can Coco try? Sure. With sleight of hand? Go ahead and make a sleight of hand check for Coco. 24. With a 24. Oh, he puts his big old ears next to it, listens to it. Here's some clicks. With a 24... Coco realizes that there is not a keyhole on this chest. However, it does still appear to be locked. So he fiddles around with it for a moment, trying this and that, uh, you know, different different ways of trying to open it. Even like, I think out of frustration because like, he feels like he should have found a way into this. He like shocks it at one point. And you start to see a little bit of like text uh, show up on the top of this chest. But as the chest begins to have this faint glow of the text, you hear some movement in the room around you. The chandelier that was hanging above comes down as the flame uh, of the lantern lights up. And the sword that was hanging above the door as you come in, the sword that pulls itself out of its own sheath and reveals a shiny red blade comes off of the wall towards you. Roll initiative. Oh my goodness! That was legit scary for me, guys. I hope you weren't scared, too. What? I was about to say, Mikey! Not again. With initiative rolled, at the top of initiative, both Luca and this shining red sword both rolled natural 20s. Wow. So the sword... Actually, Luca goes first because his dexterity is technically higher. Uh, So it will be Luca first then the sword, and then 
you and then the chandelier, which is, is more like a lantern. It's not quite a, a huge, grandiose chandelier, but this one that came to life was like a smaller one over toward the side, more on a wall. There is a chandelier, but it's not a chandelier, but this looks pretty similar, wink but just not the full, like if there was a Pokemon, there was a chandelier, this would be like one step below that. A chandelabra. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but so first up uh, is Luca, who immediately says, oh wow, oh okay, okay, gotta try to get this one. The sword is a shiny. I finally did it. <gasps> finally rolled a shiny. Wow. Obviously, you've got dips. Aw, thanks, Luca. <laughs> you are the protagonist. You have dibs if you want it. Wow, this is a really big dungeon, y'all. <laughs> so Luca, I think, is going to, uh, as the lantern is sort of, you know, coming down, floating down from the ceiling, he says, Pearl, you go after the sword. I'll get this thing. Okay. As the flame of this lamp lights up, he sends Omen over. What's he going to do? Omen, Omen, what you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you, Smog? Sure, he's gonna go to use Smog. So the lamp Pokemon is going to make a constitution save. Make the candles go down. DC's a 15. That's actually plus two, a 14. Okay, great. Uh, so it works. So as this thing is like coming down from the ceiling, Omen just unleashes these purpley wisps that turns into this large cloud of smog that this uh, thing has to pass through on its way down. That was nine points. Nine points of poison damage and is poisoned. So that is Luca's turn. It is then the sword who again has shing, unsheathed itself as it has come down from the wall, this red blade is charging toward Coconut just to swing at him and is going to use Fury Cutter. Poor Coconut getting a lot of the brunt. Its no guard ability means that it is going to attack at advantage. Natural 20. As this blade comes forth and slices at Coconut with this Fury Cutter attack. 12 doubled to 24 wow. super effective points of bug damage. I saw that coming as the red blade slices Croconut. Ouch! As he does not like that. No, that's fair. It is now your turn. Um, we're gonna swap out Coconut. Great, you're gonna swap out Coco? The sword Pokemon is going to use Pursuit as Coconut exits. That's uh, 23 to hit. Oh my goodness, yes. Voice powerful, spicy. <gasps> Ooh, we're gonna name you Serrano. That was, uh, only three, but double to six points of dark damage. Oh, give me a break. Rolled a one on the D12, though, so you got lucky there. Yeah, I guess so. Who are you swapping out to? Um, Can I make a nature check before I swap? Sure. A natural 20. A natural 20? What are you trying to find out? Uh, one of its typings. One of its typing? It is part steel being a sword. I think that also, if you've got a total of 20, it's steel and ghost. Okay. Um, I would like to bring out Darla then. Okay, cool. You're going to bring out Darla. Yeah, just for the fun of it. Okay, very nice. Hi, Darla. We're in a kind of dungeon cave place and meet your new friend, Serrano. Eddie. I feel like you guys are going to get along so well. In fact, possibly too well. Ah. So that is your turn swapping out. It is then the lamp's turn. It is going to, as it emerges 
from the uh, smog cloud. It's gonna do a fire spin attack. Two fours, it releases this ghostly flame from within the lampshade, but it does miss. That is its turn, which is gonna bring us back up to the top with Luca. What is Omen gonna do? Thunderfang. Thunderfang, okay, roll the hit. 14 plus eight. Yep. Hits. Yeah. 11. 11 points of electric damage as Omen the Houndoom jumps up and with these electrified fangs, bites into this little lamp, this candelabra. That is his turn. It is then the blade's turn. Darla's dancing with the blade. Uh Uh-uh, dancing with the blade. Ooh, it's like a scary hopscotch. The blade on its turn is going to use its action to use swords dance. This blade starts swinging wildly in the air and another spectral blade appears beside it, boosting its AC. Oh no, this sucker's gonna be tough. That is its turn. It is then your turn, Pearl. Okay, we're gonna try bite. Okay, bite, go ahead and roll to hit. You have advantage because of its no guard ability. 22. 22 hits. Eight points. Eight, double to 16. Yes. And then I would also like to do helping hand. Okay, cool. Who are you using helping hand on? Luca on Omen. Cool, 16 points of dark damage and a helping hand. Very nice, Darla, as she says, Amy, that was sweet, Darla. Amy, you don't let a lot of people see your sweet side, huh? (laughs) (laughs) That is your turn. It is then uh, the lamp's turn as it is going to use Confuse Ray on Omen as its action. It shoots off, uh, again, it's almost these sort of will-o'-wispy flames. It lets out and they surround Omen. Omen becomes confused. That is its turn. Wait, it, is, it doesn't get a, a save or anything? No, Confuse uh, Ray just does it. But that is its turn. It's then Luca's turn. What's he got? Bite. All right, go ahead and roll to hit with Bite. Well, first of all, do your Confusion roll. So what's that? Three. Three? Uh, with a three, Omen hurts himself in his Confusion. Okay. Do you want Luca to do anything as an action on his turn since Omen cannot? Like, do you want him to do a trainer action? Can he heal? Yeah, he could, like, give a potion to Omen. Sure. Cool. He'll give a potion to him. Just a basic one. He's certainly got some of those left over from all of your various misadventures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As Omen gets back 10 HP. Just something to do on his turn. Right. That is Lucas' turn. It is then the blade's turn. As it takes the blade and scrapes it against the sheath using metal sound. I need Darla to make a concept. Natural 20. Oh, dang. Darla kind of digs it. She's like, rough. Dang. She's like, I'm ready. I don't. Okay. I know Evie's don't bark. Sorry, guys. But she, Pearl's like, no. Oh, Pearl hates it. It's like that nails oh, on a chalkboard. Tom, I know it. I know it. I know it. Mm, gross, <laughs> gross. Seeing as how that didn't work, it is going to use a bonus action to uh, drop concentration on its sword's dance. And the spectral sword is going to go flying toward Darla. That's scary. Darla loves this. Darla is going to become a secret knife thrower at picnic parties. <laughs> Anybody ever seen um, the pajama game? Darla's going to become that character who throws knives at people. Professor Vernon Hines. Yeah. <laughs> that is an 18 to hit. Darla takes 14 points of normal damage as oh, the spectral wow. sword hits her. So that is the sword's turn. It is then your turn. We're going to bite and quick attack. Bite and quick attack. Okay. That's going to be the main mode of operation for a lot about what's to happen, and both of them were 19s. Great. That was six on quick attack. It does not seem to affect the sword. Bummer. Due to its partial ghost typing. Makes sense. But what is the damage for bite? 13. 13 is going to be doubled to 26 
points of damage, which is enough to KO it as it starts to try to leave. Darla! I told you it was going to be your friend, Darla! Ugh. Darla, you can't be jealous like this. And we're throwing a great ball. Great. Since it would technically flinch, it'll just be a flat roll. Like, if, if you'd thrown it on your next turn, it would have been, like, at advantage if you tried to. So this will nullify the disadvantage. 23. 23. Uh, Darla, Serrano, come back! As this onage begins to, like... Well, it's not that it fades in and out of existence because it is a sword. I think that in the moment, like, you're not really sure what it would do because it's flinching currently. Uh, so before it has a chance to react to this KO scenario, I think you realize that that hit, it did it in. That big bite from Darla, that naughty girl. Uh, because he butt back, though. Like, I mean, the sword was not holding back. Oh, so. absolutely. The sword was 100% not holding back. But you throw this great ball. Uh, which sucks the onage in as it falls to the ground. And as you just clench, <laughs> it shakes once. It shakes twice. It shakes a third time. And the great ball clicks. Oh, Darla, great job. Good job, girl. It is. Okay, well, no need to, you didn't do everything right. So keep it together, okay? <laughs> oh, yes. Hey, Luca, Luca, watch this. Oh, busy right now. Oh, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she will turn and help him <laughs> with that. Nice. Uh, it is the big lamp's turn as it uh, tries to use nightshade. That is a natural 19 as it uses these smoky shadows around the room. Oh, wow. Look at that. <laughs> you never like to hear, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, hey, whoa. That was max damage. Hey. Oh, no. But Omen does resist. Nice. The ghost type attack uh, as the nightshade would do 14 points of damage, but it's going to be halved to seven. So pretty chill times. That then takes us back up to the top. It's Lucas' turn. What's he going to do? Uh, let's do bite. All right, Omen's going to bite. Go ahead and roll that uh, confusion. Nine. Dang, Om, I'm sorry, bud. Omen does once again hurt himself in his confusion. Do you want Luca to try anything? Oh, sure. He can throw a Pokeball. Is it hurt enough? I mean, it is poison, so he'll have advantage on whatever Okay, yeah, let's throw a Pokeball. Okay, cool. He'll throw a great ball at it. This is uh, a mid-tier evolution. I think that's fair. He doesn't throw that many Pokeballs. He has enough time to build up a budget to buy nice things. Oh, yeah. 18 plus 5 plus 11. So with the 34, uh, <laughs> even though uh, Omen does hurt himself in his confusion, he's just chasing his tail right now. <laughs> Uh, you gotta love it. But Luca tosses a great ball up in the air, lobs it to see what happens. As he catches this thing, it falls to the ground. As it shakes once, it shakes twice, it shakes once more. And with a 34, yeah, yeah, yeah. he catches it. All right, Luca. Darla, Darla, Omen, Omen. Hey, guys, guys, uh, this furniture's not ours. <laughs> Darla's bouncing on the bed now. Edie. <laughs> that was really fun. Way to go, Luca. Pearl, you know what you just got? Yes, the Sword of Excalibur. Watch this. And then she's like, see, you can't lift it up. You can't lift it up. But then I touch it. Serrano. The eyeball on the hilt of this blade squints at you. Gosh, you know, it's fitting that an eyeball would, uh, yeah, this place is fitting, fitting. Okay, all right, Serrano, you'll warm up. You'll warm up, buddy. Just wait until we get you into a nice little, you know, 
rock cave. Wait until you meet Dwayne. You and Dwayne will be great friends. The sash of the blade wraps itself around your forearm. The sword feels good in your hand. You try it, like you try to lift it up. Okay, Serana, this is gonna be our gag for a lot of people. Don't do anything, okay? <laughs> With opposing strength checks, the sword just like by just wheeling itself does not like float up oh, any further. Who? In the- who could ever be worthy enough? Me, Serana. She loves it. Wow. She loves it so much. Dang! It finally happened, folks. That was really exciting, you guys. You heard it here first. Only 55 episodes in, and she catches a shiny. Wow. Pearl is, like, tough now. (laughs) (laughs) She's always wanted to be tough, but now she's legit tough. Oh, my gosh. That's really exciting. That's hilarious. So you're still in this room. Um, let's try to get this chest open. She holds up Serrano's eyeball next to the chest. Can you figure it out? As you uh, hold the sword uh, up toward the chest, the writing on it does still appear to be like these runes and things. But you're holding out Serrano, and so Luke is like, oh, okay, all right, uh, maybe, maybe this thing will know something. And he releases the lampant from its great nice. ball. Lucas says, do you know what this is? How does this work? And the lampant, as it's floating there, just looks at the two of you and the flame of its body underneath the lampshade as it's floating there. It just extinguishes the flame. Well, that was rude. Oh, it lights the flame back up and it sort of like nods up and down in the air for a little bit. And it looks down at the thing and the flame goes out again. It's still bright enough for you to see in the room because coconut is still lit up. Oh, Coco, click off for a second. As coconut turns off his flash. Click the ears. You hear the sound of the little paws fiddle around. And this time there is a clicking of the chest opening. Oh, wow. This is like legit scary, Luca. Again. <laughs> you hear it open and you hear Raichu fiddling around in there. You just hear. <laughs> then he like clicks his own ear back on and you can see the contents of the chest. That is so interesting. So it opened when it was dark. Yep, had to be completely dark. That's pretty creepy. And then opened, activated. Huh, okay. Thanks, little lampant. It just bobs up and down. Cool, what's inside? As you open it up, there are a few very interesting things in here. So, first of all, up toward the top, actually covering some of the rest of the contents, there is a reaper cloth. This old, tattered cloth is one that you could give to a certain Pokemon who would greatly appreciate it. Can I roll to see who that Pokemon would be? Sure, go ahead and uh, roll a history. See if I got another three, you know, we don't need this type thing. Uh, 13. That's enough. To know what what a basic evolutionary item does, yeah, that's fine. The Reaper Cloth evolves Dusclops, the fun Cyclops mummy that you encountered in the other room. Additionally, you find another couple of items that are underneath that. It was sort of like what was on the top. And then as you lift up this cloth underneath, there is a dusk stone, which again, with your with your 13, you are aware that it is an evolutionary item. Dusk stone can evolve either mischievous, murkrow, lampant or dublade. Dublade being the evolved form of onage. Dublade. Hey. What you got there? I got Stoblade. <laughs> <laughs> ha 
as you continue rummaging through this chest, the boss's treasure trove. Woo, we found it. Knew it had to be somewhere. As you are rummaging through what you can only assume to be uh, the lurker's chest of prized treasures. Oh, I'm so glad we're taking it, Luca. This makes me very happy. <laughs> she sees like there's in crayon. It's Luke, the lurker spelled in crayon somewhere. <laughs> like Andy on the yeah, bottom of exactly. a boot. <laughs> you find two scrolls. Oh, give me that history. Tell me what you know. Handling these very delicately, you pull them out and you see uh, that there is this text on it. It appears to be not the same text as uh, the sort of runic stuff that you've seen in these other places, it, uh, but it does look closer to like a combination of this common language and also the unknown glyphs. And as you're looking at this, make, uh, this is a separate history check. Ah, just a six. Just a six. You are not really sure what these scrolls are, and assuming that maybe they have some sort of, you know, historical information on them, you're not quite as interested, but Luca, uh, taking a moment, realizes, and he says, Wait, Pearl, do you know what these are? Yeah, they're like, um, they're just like writing. It's like a diary. It says, today was my first day at camp, and I went down into the mess hall. Poke apologist no, style. No, Pearl, yeah, these are... it's just kind of no, everyday stuff. It's not a diary entry, Pearl. These these are TMs. Oh! Old school TMs. Way back in the day, they weren't like little flash drives. They were scrolls. Whoa! This actually makes more sense for my brain this way. They used to be called terrible magics rather than like technical machines. Oh, that's kind of cool. What Do you know which ones they are? Um, it looks like, and he takes a second to look over them, looks like this one is Dark Pulse, and this one is Shadow Ball. I've never seen one, like, these are things like in museums, but that's amazing. That's really, really cool. As you now have TM-97 and TM-30, Dark Pulse, and Shadow Ball. And the last thing, at the bottom of this big loot drop, are two small gems very similar to the one that you found on Tweedledum. Oh, score! This is an awesome chest! We're in the money. We're in the money. Oh, Coco, can't you see? We got these beautiful gems. Hey! Hit me. I'm ready. You take a second to look over these and, uh... I think that now that you have a frame of reference kind of for for what the look of these things are and how it might correspond to, uh, you know, what it is, like which Pokemon it would be for, go ahead and make a nature check and make it with advantage because Luke is going to help. 18. With an 18, looking over both of these uh, at the sort of colors that are shining in both of these gems, along with the shapes that are uh, in there sort of embedded within. <laughs> Makes me think of when we were uh, watching Great British Bake Off and they did the designs in the jellies uh, in that same sort of way, the, these like strange shapes within these little gems and things. But you <laughs> have found a Gengarite and a Steelixite. Oh, cool. Well, I uh, give the Gengarite to Luca for sure. Nice. You do, and keep the Steelixite for yourself. Thinking now that you've got uh, both that and the metal coat. Whoa, Dwayne, you're about to get real strong. <laughs> Riding into battle, that's Pearl's, Pearl's way. But with that, 
There is nothing else of note here in this uh, large suite. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Wow. What a day. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's barely even seven o'clock. <gasps> it's seven o'clock? Well, in the morning. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have so much I want to do with Jirachi. Let's hop to it then. Okay. So the two of you make your way back down this hallway, and as you come back into the main entrance of the Tomb of Sorrows... Wait, while we're in the hallway... Sure. Could she turn to Luca and say, just, just one time. She takes the sword. Yeah! And runs, just wants to run with a sword in her hand. He says, oh no, but that's sharp! <laughs> as you run down the hallway. That's why she prefaced it with, just one time. <laughs> Can I, can I get a little vibe from the sword if it kind of digs this? Is the sword happy? Roll insight. Okay. Is my shiny sword happy? Because this is now the game and I love it. Uh, it's 12. 12? Flat 12. This shiny sword, it's nature. It seems pretty arrogant. So, uh, yes. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> love it. Okay. And then before we get back to the gang, I put the sword away. <laughs> You get into the main entrance where Jirachi is there with Professor Nichols and Mason. Uh, Professor Nichols and Mason seem as though they've had some time to recover and they are actually standing up and uh, they look as if they are ready to go. Hi, guys. You guys look great. Yes, feeling much better. Yeah, feel, feeling way better now. So thanks. Uh, are we ready to go then? Yeah, I think so. Luca, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Jirachi? Let's get to it. Let's get back to that karaoke, Jirachi. And you all leave the Tomb of Sorrows. Woohoo! Oh, poor Miguel. I wonder how he's holding up. Probably nervous. Yeah. But that's where we'll end this episode. <laughs> what a great one. Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. 
Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Thank you for listening to Postcard from Poor on Quest Company Junior.